What? A two-episode premiere? Dropping a second episode back-to-back right after dropping a whole first-ass episode? Man, that's crazy. What kind of crazy-ass dude would do that? Ah, you know, me. I'm the type of crazy-ass dude who would do that. So, blah, here it is. After the Laugh Track, Episode 2, same day drop as Episode 1. That's right, folks. We're talking double premiere. And go. Yeah, baby. Oh, love, love the tea, by the way. I'm just noticing, just noticing the t-shirt. I think I've seen it before, but I still, yeah, well. yeah, I still like it quite a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm depending on how I want to wear it to work today. Because <laughs> it is confusing. You're like, wait, what's going on? No, I love a good mashup tea. Mm-hmm. Love a good crossover tee oh, for sure. Really the that. more oddly specific, the better. Yeah. Like my favorite T-shirt I think I've ever owned is a crossover T-shirt of Inside Out. Yeah. With Batman villains, so it says Inside Arkham, yeah. and it's all the feelings from Inside Out as Batman villains, and it's just like, I don't know why this was made, but I know I'm so happy yeah, I, I own it. My favorite shirt I have is uh, is Kid and Play. But when the bandana is from Karate Kid, so it's Karate Kid in play. And I, I searched the internet for hours looking for the best t-shirt. Dude, you should make that a Halloween costume one year. That would be sick. Like, you could crush that as a Halloween costume one I would year. love to get a high-top fade wig. <laughs> Don't <laughs> so, actually want to grow the high-top fade. I actually could not grow a high-top okay. fade. But I, not an option, right? <laughs> not an option, but like, if I could get a high-top fade wig, absolutely would do it. A thousand percent. Someone's got that. It's probably that expensive. It's such a specific thing. <laughs> but it's out there. But it would be like, yeah. it would be special. I'd have to shave my beard <clears throat> just completely and just lose all of my sex appeal. But all this, the, the bit, yeah, you know, I think you got a little bit of lingering sex appeal even without the beard. You never but, seen it. <laughs> no, I mean, it would lose some. I'm not lying to you. Like, hey, I'm, I'm not here to say that you wouldn't get less sexy because that part's fact. No argument. But I still think you'd be a good-looking cat. (laughs) For the bit, though. Yeah, I just want to be clear on the record that, yes, you would be less attractive. But still be a good-looking dude, I think. Have you ever seen this website? Ripped Apparel. That's all they do is mashup t-shirts. I think I have seen. I think I've bought a t-shirt from them at some point indirectly through a Facebook pop-up ad. That was always my first start because they were... About it. This is the first instance of malfeasance by the commissioner of what we're seeing. At some point, some Chinese food's gonna pull up and we're gonna pause the recording and eat it. Josh Grobin! He's eating his own sushi! That's the most baller thing I've ever seen! Like, everyone doesn't look good naked all the time. I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. Cool beans, man. I live by the quarry. We should hang out by the quarry and throw things down there. What you doing? Our cats were just about to have sex. Ooh, shaking his fanny at us. <laughs> Meow. Mother, may I? Bone! 
This episode of After the Laugh Track was recorded way back in June of 2022, so if you hear some out of place or out of time or a little bit delayed pop culture references, etc., you know why. Alex, we're sitting here. We're firing off another edition of After the Laugh Track. Indeed. I am pumped up, man. This is this, fun. This is a good one. This, this is, is going to be a good one for sure, man. We've got... together. This is a topic that, amongst all the things we've been floating out over the weeks, Alex seemed pretty quick to jump on board to this one. So I'm excited to do it, because I want to see what type of madness is floating through his brain. I knew I could just grab at it. Like, it was a topic that I was like, oh, yeah. It's it's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's... Let's, Let's just get right into, into this. Hell I'm yeah. Excited. I'm excited. Let's just jump So in today here. we are ranking our top ex-lovers of main characters who were not part of the main cast of mm-hmm. their respective shows. Mm-hmm. Love interests only had their short amount of time, Yeah, but had some impact. Had some killer impact, whether it was strictly comedic impact, or maybe heartfelt impact, or maybe even helped the main character that they dated achieve some type of stasis or growth or evolve in some way that made them more ready for the relationship they eventually wound up in. Exactly. Something you learned a lesson, maybe. Oh, you know, love a good lesson. Maybe you found out what you want. Maybe you found out what you don't want. Ooh, you know, finding out what you don't want to me is actually almost more important. Because, mm-hmm. like, in my many years of dating now, mm-hmm. exactly. I know I still want... A kind, empathetic person. That has almost never changed from the beginning. I used to kind of like some mean girls. Not really into that anymore. But Mm. anyway. Mm. I've known that since mostly the beginning. Yeah. But I've discovered so many character traits in people that I know I don't want in a life partner now. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's important. That is important. And being able to recognize it early so you don't pop up and say, Oh, it's it's been a minute. And you've been doing that the whole time. I wasn't even paying attention. Wasn't even paying attention. So let's let's jump into this. I got, I got, a, I got a top ten list. I do as here, well. Like we're going we're gonna flip a coin and see who's gonna start okay. their number yeah, ten. Yeah, we're gonna do this the democratic way. I'm gonna show you both sides of the coin to show you I'm not cheating. Yeah, Head no side cheating. of the nickel, tail yep. side of the nickel. Okay. I'm not a cheater out here, folks. Okay. You know, you like, make your own luck. No air that card out here. No air that card yet. I mean, if someone wants to send me a double sided coin. I will take it. Mm-hmm. I would love to have one. It mm-hmm. seems like a dope thing to just like have on your person at all times. Or you can convince a child that the Chuck E. Cheese token has just a block of cheese on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Head side's Chuck, tail side cheese. Okay, y'all ready? <laughs> nice. Nice. Dude, I, uh, man, R.I.P. Chuck. Is that a thing anymore? I, I think they're gone. They're I think, gone? Really? I think the Chuck E. Cheese is the gone, yeah. So my childhood is dead. Yeah, dude, your childhood's dead. I mean, between that and Toys R Us being gone, yeah, our childhood's dead. <sighs> I would have been past the sadness. Flip yeah, that sorry. coin. Flip that coin. Call it the It's heads. Ooh, it's tails. Proceed. All right. Number 10. So my number 10. I'm going to New Girl. Uh, okay. As You know, fresh on the brain. Okay. But this person is only cracking my top 10 because of what she brings to the table okay. that stays after she's gone. Okay. This is Daisy. She Daisy. dated Winston early on in season three and uh so they first meet in the episode that the guys are all down at the bar trying to pick up women nick and schmidt are competing over the same woman 
in their sadness okay. about being like as uh, about uh, Nick is competing with her because like, she be well she's into sad guys. So okay. they're both, like, playing up how sad they are to turn this attractive woman on. Very weird scene. <laughs> but while that's happening, there's this girl named Daisy who takes pity on Winston because she sees him strike out just so hard that she's essentially trying to coach him on how to talk to women. Okay. And it's a whole funny, hilarious scene. Um, I will give a little... Uh, post-production nod to the actress's name because I'm too lazy to Google it right now. But she's a very <laughs> yeah. funny actress. She's also in that new show that Kat Dennings has on Hulu. Oh. She's I one of the main... She's one of the main... Dollface. There's two seasons so far. Okay. Very funny show. Um, she's one of the main cast members of that show. She's also married in real life to Macaulay Culkin, I believe. Oh. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Very funny actress. So her name so far will be Mrs. Yeah. Culkin. Yeah. And so the whole episode they meet... Winston thinks she's married because she's wearing a wedding ring. And then towards the end of the episode, she reveals, like, no, nah, I just wear that to keep creepy guys away. C-minus, he kissed like a damn bitch. Why, oh, you messing with me? Okay. A little bit. What are you going to do about it? And he, like, <laughs> makes a move, and it's cute. And they date for a few episodes. Okay. And uh, then, they're, then she asks Winston to watch her cat, a cat named Ferguson. Okay. And this is how Winston winds up with Ferguson the cat the rest of the series. Oh. So there, he asks her to go exclusive while another dude is in her shower. Oh, no. And she says yes. I'm surprised he asked. Persistent. He doesn't know, yeah, he doesn't know, like, there's a dude in the shower oh. for sure. He just got, like, <laughs> it's like a whole weird thing. <laughs> I'll ignore this. So then fine. basically at the end of the episode, they break up over him finding out that she slept with the guy one more time. After saying, yeah, she'd go exclusive with him. Oh. And then he goes, and I'm keeping the cat. And he slams the door in her face, and he keeps her cat. And cat Winston and Ferguson are just the most precious duo, <laughs> and I love them so much. So Daisy cracks the top ten top because 10. she gifts Winston Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not really gifts it to him. He steals the cat. But uh, that's that. That's the era of time in which Winston goes. Winston's character direction becomes very clear from then on that he is just an utter fucking lunatic of a person in the most delightful and whimsical ways. (laughs) And I think a large part of it is because of Ferguson. So shout out Daisy. We mentioned earlier making changes in people. Yeah. So she's my number ten. Daisy helping helping Winston evolve into the man he was always meant to be. Take that. Take that. Through cat thievery. (laughs) <laughs> learning how to take care of himself and others that's right human and feline <laughs> I'm gonna go number 10 Casey Kelso that 70s show this is Kelso's older brother oh yeah dating Donna for some time Luke know. Wilson in the cut Luke Wilson who was just like the Outstanding older bull. even more Kelso of the Kelsos foreplay Getting a little shaggy up there, buddy. Okay. Well, that's enough of that. <laughs> okay. He's like, you know, older, attractive, but he's mean. So it ends up not working out. He's like, he's like, because she likes him, but he's just not kind. So, yeah, he's not kind. He wasn't taking kind. the relationship as seriously as she was. Exactly. He wanted it a lot less than she did. So something she stepped into, stepped out of. You know, and really gave some respect for uh, for Donna on that one, being like, okay, where are you going to land here? I know you're like, kind of gruff, 
Dragon Moon. Yeah. I think it's not. Guess not. Uh, that one also gives us one of the more, like, sad, really punching the gut moments of that 70s show mm-hmm. when Donna tries to get Eric back right afterwards. Mm-hmm. And she's crying, but, like, he can't take her back because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be, like, you know, which is understandable not in the moment. The yeah, not a pawn in the game. Doesn't want to be her second choice, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really heartbreaking moment. Because, you yeah. know, we as an audience, I think we're all pulling for Eric and Donna to yep. reunite. And mm-hmm. that winds up not being the spot they do so. No, no, you got to wait on that. you got to wait on that. <laughs> Timing is important. Timing is important. And uh, obviously that's the big will-they-won't-they they couple of the series. So oh, you got to stretch it out as many times as you can. That's just how sitcoms work. That's the, the motto, baby. Hey, that's the formula. That's the formula. That's, that's, the, that's the sweet, sweet recipe. Give it and take it away. That's right. <laughs> yeah, get a little taste of the goods. And, oh, you're going to have to pay more for that. Yeah, right. Except, <laughs> except you're not paying with money. You're paying with time and investment. Top shelf ever. For, if, before we get into this, we couldn't make this an episode, but will they, won't they, couples of all time. Oh, that'll be its own episode. That'll we be its own episode. Sure. So I'm going to hold off on my pick for that. Nice. Yeah. We, yeah. Leave the people waiting for that one because that's definitely, I agree. That should definitely I got, be its I got own one episode. ready. Like, Anyway, number nine. Nice. No, that's, that's a great... Man, that's a heater to start the list. <laughs> yeah, right. I would take uh, a note of that. I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got another somewhat uh, less serious entry here at my number nine. This is Tammy 2 from Parks and Rec. Okay. Um, I kind of want to lump in both Tammies here collectively, Tammy 1 and Tammy 2, okay. as just like my combo number nine, because mm-hmm. I'm a cheater in this type of way. Not a cheater and rigging the okay. coin flip. There'll be but a, probably a few controversial picks yeah, in this list. Yeah, so I'm going I'm to be a cheater with my number nine and say it's the combo of Tammy 1 and Tammy 2. Okay. Tammy, may I use the restroom? Remember to wash your hands. Tammy 1, when we meet her, shit's hilarious. Ron becomes just like a kid again because, well, she kind of raised him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take all the grooming and all the serious implications out of it. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's really creepy when you actually like examine deeper. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at it through a sitcom lens, pretty mm-hmm. damn funny. Yeah. Also leads us to the Leslie drink off of the essential rubbing alcohol okay. of Leslie versus Tammy One versus Ron's mother. That's a lot. Essentially for Ron's soul. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ron kind of becoming himself again by standing up for Leslie in that moment. Which is nice. Great stuff. Beautiful friendship told over seven seasons. <laughs> and uh, Tammy, too, obviously. Megan Mullally, goat. You son of a bitch. I didn't tell Oh, long. my God. Oh, what is your problem? Nothing's changed, has it? Who set the bed on fire? Excuse huh? me. I did, okay? Oh, is that what you want to eat? Oh, we're fine. Okay, we're fine. I'm so Please. Sorry. Fine. Oh Take my it God. easy. Nick Offerman's real-life wife, so their chemistry on stage or on the show is even funnier knowing that. Like, yeah, they're just, like, sex freaks with each other. She rubs his mustache off with friction. <laughs> like, there's not much more to say about Tammy, too. She's a legend. She's yeah. out here on the streets. People know about her. Mm-hmm. Ask about her, see if you ain't heard. Yes, yeah, so ask about her, see if you ain't heard. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, she... If not for John Ralphio, she might be in contention for best side character in Parks and Rec history. Okay. But John Ralphio's got the crown. Just in this man's opinion. Scene stealer. Scene stealer. But, yeah, Megan Mullally kills it. Tammy, too. Great, great ex. Um, 
didn't really teach Ron any real lessons. Kind of just but more, but very entertaining. Nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go um, Joe Magnoli. I forgot. I forgot his last name. Joe Manganiello, I think. Manganiello. He was the Flash in. Uh, he was Flash in Spider-Man. <laughs> that was the first time I saw him. Yeah. So that's gonna stick out. Sure. That's his first acting gig. Yeah, was Flash in Spider-Man. So yeah, like, it was Flash Thompson in Spider-Man. And yeah. these days, just like D and D. He's like super oh, it's awesome. Like, has great friends. Yeah, he's, super awesome dude. Yeah, dude, that D and D feed's tight. You got like yeah, uh, you got him, it. Jack Black gets in the cut sometimes. Mm-hmm. You get uh, what's her name from Daredevil slash True Blood, who I love. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And he is in an episode of Hi, Met Your Mother, and he's dating Robin, and he's a dog, and not like he's like a dog, as in he's gonna like dog her out and like sleep with a bunch of women and like not tell her anything like that. But he like acts like a dog. You're combining two exes. Am right I combining now. two? You're combining it two. It's not. He's not the dog. That's not the dog one. No, another relatively famous actor is the one who's like a dog. And the best part is he got his shots. Hey guys, got my shots. You are so playful. Nice job fetching those. Guys, yeah, guys, cut it out. Scooby, sit. So Scooby, we were thinking if you're going to be hanging out with our Robin, you should be properly vetted. Uh, yeah, uh, we hope uh, our nosiness doesn't give you pause. How did you meet? Tell us the tale. Yes, how did you whisk her off her feet? Shed a little light on the matter. Did you send her an email or did you call her? Guys, just stop hounding him. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, you're combining. <laughs> I said it was going to be some controversial. Yeah. No, John, uh, Manganiello is Marshall's lawyer friend. But he here to gloat? No. Came here to thank you. For reminding me of why I got into law in the first place. The fight for the little guy. Just why I said Austin Lucia to my firm. I took a job at your firm, Bro Beans. Don't Bro Beans me. Oh. Who's also super hot. Okay. Goes on a What's date with Robin. Uh, they go on a date, but it's right when like Robin and Barney are and Will are, have like slept together, but aren't defining the relationship yet. Oh, so he puts the Barney shows him. up and punches him at the, yes, hockey, game, at the hockey game, and he's like, "Oh, we both got good shots, and please don't hit me." Yeah. So he does grow. help Robin grow. Yeah, yeah. So it's solid thing. But like, I don't have like a whole story for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scooby. I remember this. Scooby, Scooby guy was the, uh, was the Robin's ex. <laughs> Hang on, I'm I'm googling this one because uh, because oh, it's definitely a half-ass internet research corner. Nate Scooby Scooberman. Yeah, I'm definitely threw those two guys together. There's <laughs> a lot of hot. I have your brother on that one. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a, that's a funny hybrid that you did together there. Yeah, Nate Scooberman and Dean. <laughs> Who was that actor? Simon Tremblay? Yep, Simon Tremblay playing the guy. He's not, he's not like a dog. No, yeah, he's he, a dog. He's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very funny episode of How I Met Your Mother. I did I did like that one, but like now looking back, I still stick with the, 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 the Joe one. Because that one's good, too. Like I'm going to just let you them. have them as a co-number nine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. After you at number eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, so we both have uh, pair, a pair of people at number nine. <laughs> pair of people it's fine. Number yeah, nine. yeah, number nine. nine. Everybody knows you double both up at number nine. Both, yeah. Four solid picks there at number nine from the two of us. Okay. okay. Yeah. My number eight, bouncing over to 30 Rack, okay. is Elisa, played by Selma Hayek. Oh, shit, I forgot that one. Yeah, she, I loved her character on this show. How dare you say something like that so close to the statue of Santa Lucia? 
the patron saint of judgmental statues. Go to your stupid restaurant. Eat your gold ice cream. Please come with me. No. You blew a jack. And now you will never see the crazy underwears I have on. She's so funny. Her chemistry with Alec Baldwin is really good. And then the big, like... The reason they break up being that essentially she's a black widow because she loves her husbands too much mm -hmm. and gets super jealous. And so she, like, murdered her ex-husband in Mexico and had to flee to the States, essentially. Yeah. So funny. Such <laughs> Selma, a, yeah. why do you do this? <laughs> Selma, I, I mean, I, I don't understand how any man would ever even, like, think to be un unfaithful if they landed Selma Hayek. But uh, that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different conversation. Just gorgeous and hilarious. What a what a performer she's been over the years. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Sama Hayek, killing it. Fell in oh, love okay. with the, fell in love with her back in Dogma. Yeah. That was yeah. that was the beginning for me personally. That was my it's that a, was my first Selma Hayek gone, exposure. For sure. I saw her in that later, but I hadn't seen that yet when I saw Dogma. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, she and she's hilarious on the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> she also calls uh she also says damn it lemon a few times like mm -hmm. like uh like he does mm -hmm. and it just makes me laugh she tina fey played off of her very well as, as, as she does as she does uh number eight don't even know the act actress's name uh but i remember the episode and i like the situation and it's seinfeld and it's the episode where they're doing the funny voice they can't stop doing George and Jerry can't get, stop going, hello, oh yeah. <laughs> oh. And then <laughs> the girl he's dating at the time is like, you keep doing that voice, we're going to break up. And he doesn't want to break up with her because she's really nice and really likes her. She's very tried to. And <laughs> he's like, I'm stop doing the voice, stop doing the voice. Shows up to her apartment. And then she says, oh, hi, I'll, you going to try and make this work? So it gives him one last chance to like bring it in. And he just immediately goes, hello, oh yeah. Jerry, hi. Hello. <laughs> you broke up with her? Why? So we could do the voice. La, la, la. What's the matter? I think I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> and he's like totally okay with it. He loses her, she breaks up with her, slams the door in his face. And I always thought that was a really good episode because it's just like, I want to be silly with my friends more than I need to just date this person if, if you're not going to be down with my version of silly. And I always like that particular one because there's a bunch where Jerry Seinfeld like dates a whole lot of side characters. It's like one of the major subplots of the entire show is him just dating a bunch. Yeah. But that one was certainly one of my favorites. That is damn funny. And I like the message behind it as well. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, you can... You can't change yourself for your partner in the in the silly ways like that. Like, yeah. it's it's gonna come back out eventually. It's, it's, it's you you can only you can only like subdue that side of yourself for so long for a person. Exactly. You gotta be your real self with the you people be your you real love. Self. And if you're stuck on that voice, you're stuck on that voice right now. What's up? <laughs> What's up? It's funny. Hello. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing on earth. That was great. That's a funny pull. Nice. Uh, so I'm up to number seven now. Number seven. Number seven. Uh, I'm going over to Parks and Rec for this one. Okay. Uh, back to Parks and Rec for this one, I suppose. Uh, this is Justin, the lawyer that Leslie dates in season two. Okay. Good friend of Anne's. Uh, they meet because Anne kind of has him as like a reserved what if for herself down the road. Okay. And Leslie rightfully points out, you can't like uh, 
hold on to a what if person while you're in a serious relationship yourself. True. It ain't fair. It ain't right. And they date for a little bit, a handful of episodes. And he seems like a great guy, uh, super charismatic. Everybody loves the guy. Tom is obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. But it leads to yet another foundational friendship moment between Leslie and Ron okay. that always stuck out for me. And Leslie is confiding in Ron, like, yeah, he's great and stuff, but there's just something about him that I can't put my finger on. Mm-hmm. And Ron replies, he's a tourist. My boyfriend is a lawyer. for the stories, wants the experiences, then he's going to move on with his life. And that's the way he treats people. And mm-hmm. that's not the way Leslie treats people. No, she a ain't. core foundational thing about Leslie is that if she's in for a penny, she's in for a pound. Mm-hmm. She loves, she loves, she loves. And so foundationally, these two people are just two different people. And it's oh. just never going to work. Yeah. And Rod helps her realize that about him in that moment. And I think that that relationship is her second to last relationship before meeting Ben Mm. and is really important to making her emotionally ready for that Ben relationship. That's that's, that's top to bottom. That's a solid right. The Justin relationship is great. Mm-hmm. And then you got Tom, super sad. He there's a the credit scene essentially is like him condoling, like consoling Tom. Mm-hmm. It's like, but but when will I see you again? It's okay, buddy. We'll still see each other. And he's like mm-hmm. comfor- comforting him like a kid. And this is funny stuff. and we're doing reruns. Yeah, will be around. I'll, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. All right, number seven. Uh, honestly, a show I really didn't like that much, but <laughs> I watched anyway. Uh, it's a show called Mom, and uh, main character is like a, you know, recovering alcoholic, and she meets this she meets this fireman who's crazy hot, but is an alcoholic who's not recovering. It's very much just in it. All up in that booziness. He's all in the booziness, and he's a train wreck, and drives a fire truck to her house in the middle of the night, rolls up, passes out on her couch, and she lives with her mom and kids and stuff, so she can't be doing extra stuff. But he's really hot, sex is really great, and it's her, like, am I going to divert my energy to helping him out of the situation, or am I going to just choose my own growth and path and go the other way and not spend time, because I can't control that he does anything. And I'm like, Making this list, it was on my brain hard, so I couldn't not include it. Especially if you're doing a top ten. There was a spot for it. Hell yeah. No, I respect it. it. You know, I actually have someone pretty high on my list from a show that's not necessarily one of my favorite shows. I liked the show enough, but, and we'll get there when we get there. But I know how this goes. You, you know, there's individual things can resonate from a show larger than the mm-hmm. show as a whole. The commentary was like that, so I was like, cool. Yeah, nailed it with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's such a relatable X for a lot of people. Like, mm. 
maybe not everyone has been with someone who has a substance abuse problem, but even if it's not a substance abuse problem, everyone's had an ex who's too hung up on something that's unhealthy. Mm. Whether it's substances, drugs, alcohol, something like that, or just an unhealthy passion for golf, or, or, yeah. or, or how about <laughs> your mother shout out, boats. Yeah, boats. Boats, yeah. boats, the boats. Captain. The captain. Like, mm-hmm. these are all things that are somewhat relatable through life. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. like, hobbies are great. Wonderful thing. So but you gotta you gotta balance. find balance in life. Exactly. Not to oh, compare yeah. boozing to it's golf, <laughs> but uh, you know, just to the broader ha- thing of people can get too hung up on something. Cool. Where are we at number six? Number six. Uh, going over to Scrubs for me. Okay. I'm going with Sean Elliot's boy. Oh, okay. Elliot's ex-boyfriend Sean. Was that the dolphin trainer? That is indeed the dolphin trainer, okay, sir. Not that one. Nobody cares, Sean. Nobody cares. Nicely done. Yep, <laughs> Sean is such a great character, treats Elliot so well, mm-hmm. and is just one of those examples of could have been wonderful. There's no real reason that he wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't the one. This wasn't it. She was, she was still hung up on JD really for whatever dumbass right reason, because JD's the worst. The worst. Oh, man. Oh, man. I almost stopped watching Scrubs after this one. Dude, that's, this and was he, a tough one. He pulls one. her back from Sean. Yeah. And then gets with her and realizes that, like, and he spent the entire season. Oh, spends the whole season pining over, no, hunting her. Season. Gets her to leave Sean, and then immediately realizes he's not in love with her. Which is... Deeply painful. I was Deeply so Deeply painful. On top, if we're doing a top ten list of most disappointed I've ever been in a character, that's it. Uh, it's real high up there. JD would make the list too many times. JD would make the that list. That actually too be many the times. problem with doing that. It'd be like four <laughs> JD, of my JD, top JD, ten JD, four of my top ten would be like JD moments. It'd be like five. I was so bad about that for the entire yeah. season with that. Cause when she gets engaged, he's in the shower talking like, Oh man, it shouldn't have been me. Yeah. And then <laughs> he pulls it back. Well, the the worst part, that's with Keith. Oh, that was Keith. Oh, he did it twice. He does it again. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst part. So this is with Sean, like and Sean. then later she gets engaged to Keith, and he's all pouting, and that should have been me, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Messed up stuff. But, yeah, I love Sean. Thought he was a great character. Uh, when he shows up at Turk and Carla's wedding with the huge bushy beard after, like, five days, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> really funny. But, uh, yeah, Sean was a great character and kind of shows that you can meet someone wonderful and if your heart's not in the right place at that time, it's just that's still it. not going to work and that's going to be work. that. Yeah, you got to just move on. And uh, that was a painful one, but uh, mm-hmm. I thought a really cool relationship on Scrubs. Number number six for me, I'm going back to Seinfeld because there, there's so many of them. And I'm going with the nudist. Remember the nudist? The thing you don't realize is that there's good naked and bad naked. Naked hair, brushing good. Naked crouching, bad. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld is dating, this, dating a nudist. So whenever he like, goes to the apartment, she's like, oh, he's completely naked. And he thinks it's like it's like it's hot. It's titillating at first, you know. It's like they can start having sex or whatever, blah blah blah. And it's like you know, he's in naked there. And then after a while, it starts to like see angles, and like everyone doesn't look good naked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was just a nice lesson about like, oh, you can, you can think you know what you want, but it's usually more complicated 
than what it is. There's so many situations like that. It just sitcoms in general. But that was always a good one for me of being like, oh yeah, yeah, she's naked all the time. Now this is, this is covetousness. Not to be all pretentious about it. It's a bad habit. Uh, of like, oh, I, 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 I look at you in this way. I'm not looking at you totally. I'm not saying like the wholeness of you. And once you start to do that, what do you find? And I thought it was just a good metaphor of being like, oh, it's naked, great. And then like she's like bent over coughing. <laughs> it's like doesn't look quite the same. That's like pretty not bad. quite the same. <laughs> I uh, I got to tell you, I was not expecting such a deep uh, and rich explanation for the nudist X, <laughs> but I love it. I, I fucking love it. That is as beautiful stuff. Real po- real yeah. poet, real poetic description there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Go ahead, number five. <laughs> such poetry about nudism Mm -hmm. into it my number five is abby from psych she's sean's only real serious girlfriend aside from juliet that he ever has on the show Mm -hmm. uh she's a kindergarten teacher she's also kind of like the the one that got away proverbially speaking for sean and they rekindle at a high school reunion where, sure enough, he sees a murder happen, because, you know, it's psych. You know, it's, it's got to be some mystery. <laughs> yeah, got to have some mystery going on. And no one believes him that he saw it, because he just saw a body, like, fall past a window. Okay. So it's like, well, he could miss it type of sighting. Mm-hmm. And so like, Gus doesn't believe him, because Gus is like, planned this whole reunion. He's like, no, Sean, I'm doing my thing. Come on, Sean. Damn it, Sean. Mm. And fucking no one believes him, and then, sure enough, as always, he's right. It's definitely one of those shows where, like, my guy's just always right. When yeah, are y'all going to listen to like it? Like, he gets it wrong, like, three times first. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's right about the core thing, and then he'll figure the other parts of it out. Right. And it'll, it'll come to him. It'll get there. Yeah, it's definitely a Dr. House situation, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Abby was very sweet. And then I still cry every time I watch frickin' An uh, Evening with Yang Part 2, in which... The Yang serial killer abducts both her and Jules and makes Sean choose. Oh, and God. so, yeah, so then, like, Gus and, like Gus and Lassiter have to, like, go save Jules while Sean and his dad are saving Abby. Very Dark Knight situation. Man, just, like, intense. Yeah, unlike the Dark Knight, though, both get saved. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's a very emotional episode. Tell me Abby doesn't get half her face burnt off. Abby does not get her half her face burnt off. Episode. I mean, spoiler-free. Uh, spoiler-free, she does not get <laughs> half her face burnt off. No, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a great episode. It's probably the best episode of that series, if I'm being honest. Like, oh. there's a great emotional music I moment. Like the there's a lot of stuff going on. I want to inspire people. I can't do any of that if I'm dead. inspire me. Wow, that's really damn good. It's a funny show. Psych's good. If you never watched Psych, watch Psych. But uh, that's my number five, number Abby. Five. Uh, number five, I'm going to join you on this Scrubs train. Ooh. And I'm going Kylie. Sorry about your hair. Don't beat yourself up. I got a scrunchie. Outstanding ex. Uh, that was uh, the ex of JD's, of course. JD fucking shit up again. That's, yeah. that's how the story is going. Classic JD. 
and he's dealing with uh, dealing with Kylie, who has this previous relationship and this previous circumstance that she's trying to get through, and she's trying to form her own boundaries about how she moves forward in a new relationship, and you know, for comedic purposes, maybe not for comedic purposes, but uh, they play it up for comedic purposes because it's Scrubs. Uh, she's not sleeping with anyone, JD included. She's not having sex, and so like they date for a, a long time. And he's like, I want to... I, well, that's I partially like because of coming off a relationship with an ex who was sleeping with other people mm. and caught a venereal disease. Oh, yes, that was the detail. That's, that's, that is, that's, that's part of why she's not <laughs> sleeping with anyone right away. She needs to trust someone again after her last sex partner mm-hmm. had some clap or something going on. I don't <laughs> think... Did I always say which... Is it gonorrhea? Oh, it's gonorrhea. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It is gonorrhea, indeed, that she, that her mm-hmm. boyfriend has in that episode, that, where they meet. Okay, so she's walking around with a capital G, and that's a little bit much for her. And uh, JD also has a thing for Heather Graham's character, and so, like, okay, they will they, won't they on that side, too? He ends up picking Kylie, you know, and he gets real close to Heather Graham, decides to go the other way, tells her about it, blows up his face. And it's that moment for JD where... He, he thinks he knows what he's doing, but he's just wrong. You know? Yeah. And, and just to lose out on that, because you don't get to play with people's feelings, you get to be all in or not. And he's a completely tortured soul, so this is just him. That same thing that we discussed already, blowing up his face once again. Don't know if you learned much of a lesson there. No. <laughs> but the lesson was there. There's a... The last time I rewatched Scrubs was uh, the first wave of lockdown, so like summer 2020 essentially Mm -hmm. and a thing that hit me about this stretch of time is that a lot of these relationships that blow up feels like karma coming back for jd for fucking around with the whole sean and elliot situation yeah because just like it all just goes wrong in a cacophony of ways and really until kim screws jd over on like faking the miscarriage Everything like all the way up to that point, mm-hmm. I still think JD there is, is no baby. JD's Damn. learning to be a better person in this this stretch of time that we're in here mm-hmm. by having slowly because he's a piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> but I think this is the era of time where we see the most real spiritual growth from JD as a person. Mm-hmm. It's through the Kylie, through all through all these relationships, getting burned by holding on to both sides of the candle and seeing which one fades out first. Oh. You lose both of them. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like to think of this as the comeuppance era for Dr. Dory and myself. Mm-hmm. And he deserved everything that came his way. <laughs> Had it come. Number four. Number four. I'm going with Adrian Pimento from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Okay. This is an actor whose name I always... Jason Manzoukas. Okay. He's kind of the king of the Michael Schur universe. He's just like a secondary character on everything Michael Schur has ever made except for The Office. Okay. He's in the cut, wily, curly hair. He's one of those actors that just kind of does the same thing and everything, okay. but it's just really funny. He's got a stick. He's a lunatic person. He mm-hmm. plays a lunatic really well. Okay. I want two kids. That's a rule. But that rule is negotiable if the kid's a dick. No, babe. We don't want you to kill anyone. Babe, do you want us to beat you up? Uh, yes. Please, anything to feel alive. I was lying before about enjoying walking. It sucks. And Maryland is a giant pile of garbage. Okay, so he beat the crap out of my fiance. And you're okay with this? Yeah, just want him to be happy. 
Aww. You guys are a weird couple. But it appears we have a plan. Okay, here are the ground rules. You can punch me, kick me, pull my hair. I am A-OK -okay being stabbed. Biting and scratching are on the table. You can use fire. These are the ground rules? Is there anything off limits? Damn, man. You got something really sick you want to do, huh? Oh, you little pervert. All right, I like it. Don't tell me. Surprise me. Ooh, this is going to be fun. And uh, his relationship with Rosa is one that starts out with weird intensity. And uh, he he's a character who is essentially returning to police work after decades of being undercover. And uh, is trying to f figure out how to live a normal life again. And he dates Rosa for a while, mm -hmm. and then he has to go back in hiding when Jimmy the Butcher Figus is after him, and along with Holt, and along with Jake. Everybody wants him. Yeah, shit goes on. They almost get married, then they don't. Uh, he tries to teach a couple of the characters how to fake do cocaine, and then just actually does cocaine, <laughs> which is just, like, so funny. Oh, I got a big one that time. Hey, anyone know how to play any wind instruments? <laughs> outstanding character, really funny stuff. Um, and he's actually the last male that Rosa dates before the next season her character comes out as bisexual, mm -hmm. and she goes on a string of dating some women after that. Before ultimately in the finale, a thing that I thought was very cool in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, being like, I'm happiest when not in a relationship. And I think that there's just some people who are like that in this world. Yeah. And, uh, and showing a positive, putting a positive spotlight on someone who lives their life that way, I thought was very cool. In a society that largely tells people, no, you got to get married and have kids and do the thing. Because yeah. that's what everyone does. And so that's what we're telling you, you got to do. You don't know how to sell you anything if you don't do that. Right. So, uh, he's kind of a step in the ladder of her finding peace with herself. And, uh, I just love his character. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's my number four. Number four. Now we're getting it. We're in the top five now. Oh, yeah. It's, Firmly it's in it. Super well, real. You have to guess for where I'm going with this next one. Because I have a theme. It's Seinfeld again. <laughs> right back on Seinfeld. I didn't give you a chance to guess. No guess. I opened the time. door and slammed the door. Yeah. It's Keith would, Hernandez. Would you like candy? Too bad. Yeah. No candy. <laughs> I like candy too, but it's all for me. <laughs> Keith Hernandez, uh, a famous baseball player, uh, one of the celebrity appearances on the show of Seinfeld, meets Jerry at a gym, and then Jerry's really excited about it. And the whole bit is that uh, he's approaching Jerry, like he's like uh, Jerry is approaching Keith Hernandez, like he's like potential boyfriend like they go on a date and he's like really nervous he's like doesn't know what he should wear and all this thing so it's like it's kind of like a role reversal uh for for jerry and keith hernandez ends up uh actually going on a date with elaine so now he's jealous but he's not jealous of elaine dating someone he's jealous that he's losing time with keith hernandez <laughs> so there's this it's this back and forth there where he's like you can see what it's like to be on the other side to not be the confident one not be the funny one not be the one who like is driving the whole thing, but like worrying about whether or not he's doing the right thing. Uh, at the end of it, Keith Hernandez actually ends up coming on too strong too fast. He wants to be really, really good friends, but he doesn't know him that well. He asks him to move. And then Kramer's like, oh, wait, what's the next thing? No, he's going to ask you to drive to the airport. I'm like, that's just too much, too quick. Friday? Yeah. He's going out with you on Friday? Yeah. He's supposed to see me on Friday. <laughs> I didn't know. We made plans. 
I'll cancel it. No, don't cancel it. Huh. Well, this is a little awkward, isn't it? Well, frankly, it is. <laughs> I've never seen you jealous before. Well, you're not even a fan. I was at game six. You didn't even watch it. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Are you jealous of him or are you jealous of me? <laughs> comes on to a late, comes on to a little bit strong and up well, not hang out with Keith Hernandez anymore. Uh, so that was a that was a, a good episode to kind of switch the switch up the uh, the yeah, you get a couple of dynamics which is simultaneously there. Where mm -hmm. you get to play like jealousy from a friendship angle. Mm -hmm. You get to play like the oh, you think Jared be jealous over the Elaine side of this, but like oh, no, much. not so much. Yeah, yeah comedy is best when it switches the dynamics, and that that does that in a couple layers. And I like that. That's why I would like that one for my number four. Strong number four. Top three. Top three. Top three. As I mentioned earlier, I had one on my list from a show that I don't really love that much. Okay. In spite of the fact that I watched all 11 seasons of this show, Not for the damn. record. And that show is Modern Family. Modern Family. I liked Modern Family. I like it. It's not all I mean is not an all-time favorite of mine. Okay. I like I got I watched eleven seasons worth. I clearly at least enjoyed I myself not, along I had no the way. Idea how deep that show was. Dude, what eleven fucking seasons? I was shocked. It really should have ended at like eight, which is part <laughs> of the, that. That is my bigger criticism here is that the show just should have it went on too long. Mm -hmm. But you know when you're out there winning fucking Emmys and stuff, yeah, it's hard to get. Yeah, when people are watching and you're getting people the plugs. Are getting paid, everyone from the uh, grip. Everyone's the getting paid. Guy, yeah. Wardrobe. Everyone's getting paid at this point. Contracts are up. Yeah, so no, I get how it's hard to walk away when you're out there sacking bills like that, but... Who's who's your love interest? This is Andy, who dated Haley. Okay. Played by Adam Devine. Okay. Oh my god, what are you doing, perv? Getting proof of where the two missing beers went? You can't drink that out here. Hmm, let's see if you're right. Mm. No. Okay. Well, you're in a pool zone, and that is glass, so that's not safe. It's dangerous. What is with you and your girlfriend protecting water? Okay, just if you no. just no, just, uh, just uh, 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 oh, oh, Tilly. Well, now you've done it. You're gonna have to climb in there and get all the glass out of the pool. Um, I just got my hair straightened, so that's not gonna happen. I hate to go all ballistic, but it has not been a pleasure meeting you. Do you kiss your imaginary girlfriend with that mouth? I do, but she's real, so she's real girl. I just thought this was such a wholesome character. He was such, like, a sweet and clumsy and, like, he was a lot like Phil. Yeah, he was, like, working which, with like, Phil, wasn't he? He was working with Phil, and he was also kind of like Phil Jr. in a lot of ways, like yeah, his yeah. mannerisms, his sense like of humor. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they really slow played the shit out of this relationship build. Mm -hmm. It took, like, a whole season plus to get there. And they were very cute together, tons of chemistry. I thought he really helped her grow a lot as a person because mm -hmm. she was still very much, like, hung up in that, like, I've graduated high school, but I don't really have a next thing I'm doing phase of her life, yeah, which is relatable, and for many people it happens. And I thought their relationship really helped her realize more of what she wanted in life. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's partially on my list because it just abruptly ended. Like, it kind of just, like, rug pulled out was just, like, over. Okay. Because he just, like, didn't... I, I think he wanted more money. Maybe, yeah. He, he was, was like, very popular he was getting very big. Yeah, and he stand up between workaholics. Yeah, like, he had that movie on Netflix movie, pop. Like, yeah, things were popping like, off for Am I in the show or am I not? Yeah. yeah, and so he had been like, 
well, they've already got like 15 series regulars to pay. It's hard, yeah, hard right. to dedicate that much money to a sa- secondary character. It's a, it's a so fact. he just like abruptly disappears and like they off-screen break up essentially. Oh. Like there's like a, there's an on-screen breakup, but like that's not much. A Thor, uh, uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok situation. He yeah. Yeah, road, so you got to bring up off screen. Sorry. Yeah, off screen, off screen breakup, really weird stuff. But uh, I just thought it was a really impactful and positive relationship. Uh, she winds up like back with her high school boyfriend at the yep. end of the show and stuff, which I thought was a weird choice because they did Good all this stuff where she's like she becomes a career person and then just like gives it all up to have the loser ex boyfriend's baby. Yeah. It's like a really weird, like, oh, this character has this wonderful growth arc for nine seasons, and yeah. then we flush it down the toilet for the last two. To represent her new space? No. 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 Flush it down. The audience wants the other guy, so here we go. Yeah, so yeah. that was a weird one, but uh, I thought Andy should have been Haley's end game, mm-hmm. and the show should have ended around season eight. So <laughs> <laughs> there's where we are with Modern Family. But uh, yeah, Andy was adorable, and Haley deserved a dude like him. Number three from me, I'm going with the guy from across the hall in Broad City, early seasons. This is the hot guy from across the hall that she was really into, and she finally gets the money in the season, and then, like, they end up, like, sleeping together, and he's like, you want to try something new, and then he immediately just breaks out a strap-on, like Pegmate. <laughs> what is not to know? This is once in a lifetime. It's going to have passed. Ab, all throughout college, I slept with a strap-on on, just in case the opportunity came along that you have handed to you on a silver platter. I don't know, I just envisioned being with Jeremy in, like, a lot of different ways, but not... Not this way. We are going to my grandmother's shiva, okay? The reason I'm not sitting and crying is because that badass bitch did everything she ever wanted to. You want to go to the grave dreaming of Jeremy's hairy, adorable little butthole? Or do you want to die knowing that you brought him pleasure by plowing it like a queen? And then she's like, oh, she doesn't know how to feel about it. And then she does it. And then, like, she's like, he does that thing where, like, he leaves the apartment and she's, like, in there and she's, like, cleaning everything up. She puts the, the dildo in the dishwasher <laughs> and then ruins it. <laughs> and then she has to buy another one. But it's That's like, right. Like a, it's a completely custom dildo piece that he like totally is like not about. And they end up arguing with it about. And I thought it was like the same thing I was kind of talking about with like the nudist. Where it becomes like you look at somebody, you see you see what you want to see. The second you actually start to get the whole picture and try to figure out when that you're actually compatible, then it gets more complicated and you realize you're nudist not this person anymore. He comes off completely perfect. He, like, rescues puppies or something. He's, like, a volunteer. He's, like, good with his hands. Like, you know, knocks down walls. You know, very rugged, handsome guy. And he's like, oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> I'm very particular about my stuff. And if you don't do things very much I like it, I'm going to get very upset. <laughs> That's an outstanding Broad City episode. Mm-hmm. I forgot about it. I've only watched Broad City once all the way through. Mm-hmm. I've seen scattered episodes aside from that again, but mm-hmm. uh, man, what a great and funny show! It was very, very good. So the Blake Griffin episode, top notch, top yeah, notch. So many really, really good episodes. Yeah, deeply uh, pleasing. You're absolutely right about that. But yeah, that that's an outstanding pull for an ex. Uh, <laughs> a strap on thing. So funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a custom piece. Yeah, you can't just buy one from the store. <laughs> just buy one from <laughs> the store. Gotta Got have to. the right strap-on pieces. And on the note of the right strap-on pieces, okay. I'm gonna move over to Dr. Sam from New Girl. Okay. This was 
the one boyfriend Jess ever had aside from Nick that I thought like really had potential to be her end game, to be uh, the the final relationship for her essentially. And it's a very funny actor whose name I don't know off the top of my head, but is definitely one of those dudes who's in a lot of things. Um, he's kind of plays a, this type of role in a lot of like shows where he comes on, dates a character for some odd episodes. And is bounced about the pain afterwards, okay. and he's kind of a he's a recurring relationship for her. He, uh, they wind up on again, off again, a couple different times throughout the series. First, they start hooking up, and he doesn't want more than physical. She does, so they stop. Mm-hmm. Then he tries to win her back because he realizes after some miss that he misses her. Mm-hmm. Then they date again for a little while. Then Jess and Nick kiss, mm-hmm. so they break up. Mm-hmm. And years later, they get back together after Jess and Nick didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Say beard one more time, bro. Say the word beard, bro! It's ended because a person from his past comes along and professes that she's always been in love with him and that she'd sent a letter decades ago that he never received, essentially, explaining her feelings. So she thought he didn't feel the same because he never responded, but he, in fact, never got the letter. (laughs) It's a whole, like, really cute thing, Mm -hmm. really cute episode. And then Sam drops the bomb on Jess in the elevator, that elevator that's used for so many emotional moments on New Girl. As uh, she had found a wedding ring in his pocket. Which she assumed he was going to use to propose to her, when in fact he was planning to break up with her to propose to that girl. Damn, that's a fast turnaround. Fast turnaround. <laughs> Lot goes on I know in we're that moment. Not together, but I'm gonna open with and proposal. she freaks out and tells Sam he can't, ma- she can't marry him before she figures out the truth about the situation. And so as he's getting in the elevator, Sam goes, "Why do you think you couldn't marry me, Jess?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, I don't know. I think," I-. and he's like, "No, you know." You know. And she's like, no, I don't know. And as the elevator door's closing, he goes, it's Nick. It's always been Nick. Come on, Jess, you know. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I mean, I know. You do? Then what is it? You know. No, I, I don't know. What What is it? It's Nick. Things could be stranger. And then the elevator door closes, and she realizes she's in love with Nick again after all this time. Mm-hmm. And it's just fucking chills. I'm getting chills talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's just really good stuff. It's, uh, it's like the last, uh, one of the last couple things that happens right before Nick and Jess finally get back together for the, the final plane. time and land the plane. Jesus. And yeah, Sam, a couple different times, helps get those two to where they need to be. And it's just a great character. Really funny, really funny dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, plays his role well. So yeah, wildly impactful acts at spice. number two. Add some spice. Uh, there's the episode that they go to that cabin in the woods and they're all drinking uh, absinthe and shooting guns and stuff. Pretty yeah, funny stuff. It's a terrible combination. Well, I've I, I said them out of order. They shoot the guns and then they drink the absinthe. <laughs> that's for the best. Yeah, that's definitely for the best. <laughs> that's my number two. Number two. Pen uh, ultimate, if you will. This one, this one could be a controversial pick, as is my number one, uh, but I'm going for it anyway. Uh, I'm going with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that 70s show. <laughs> now, I don't know if you remember the episode, 
Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, Eric Foreman gets a new best friend. New best friend is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and they hit it off, and they're having the best time. The best time! The the rest of the gang, much at all. He's always hanging out with them. They're always there together. They spend, like, maybe a week or two together, and they hang out. Everything's great, and they're having the best time. And then at one point, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dropping Eric off at home, whatever, they're in the car, and all of a sudden, he realizes it's an intimate moment. Like, oh, this is us trying to figure out whether or not we're a thing. And it's, like, the 70s. You know, and it's definitely isn't as like you know sex positive because he doesn't. But he's also young; he has no idea like what's happening. Sure. Uh, but then Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes to kiss him, and then he kisses him, and then he has no idea what to do with that, and then he freaks out. And basically, the episode pretty much ends up not hanging out anymore. But like rewatching the episode, I'm like they got no chemistry. You know, <laughs> there's a real spark here. And I don't know whether or not like experience like you know confirms that like he's completely you know heterosexual or anything. But I always thought that was, he was a really great character. He was a lot of fun. You always thought, what could have been with these two? What could have been there? You know, that would have added something to that. And I'm like. In the 2000s, maybe Eric is a little more open with himself. Maybe, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Different different time. time. Different time. You know, maybe. Maybe I would add something there. I don't like that the equivalent to, if if that 70s show type of show was made today mm-hmm. and set the same amount of time ago as that 70s show was set from it's when it 90s. came out. No, it's the early 2000s. Oh, my God. Used, oh, from when it came out. Yeah. So, like, if his new show were to start today and he wanted to go back the same amount of time as that 70s show went back, it would be that 2000s show. That's and it'd be about painful. It'd be about, like, 2000 through 2007. That makes me feel really old. Yeah, no, I know. A dog, and so me I, too. I would be the prime candidate audience for such a show. Yeah, no, I know. Same. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 it's highly disturbing. I graduated high school in 2005. Break out the iPod Nanos. You know, oh, <laughs> I'm man. going back to the 2000s. Yeah, boss out the MP3 players. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boss pre touch screen. chocolate phone. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> man. The I got, ne- got songs on my phone. The, the Nextel bricks with the chirps. Yep, yep. Where you at? I'm in the 2002. <laughs> I'm back in 2002, Spider-Man and I'm loving just it. I'm very excited. Dude, about I'm it. fucking hype. I'm fucking hype. X3 is about to disappoint me drastically. Oh, so hard. <laughs> Angel, let's not get into this. Let's move let's on. We're going. It's time. It's yeah. time. We're getting time into weeds. Your number one pick, okay? Number one pick. Let's get high. Let's, let's land the plane. This is the only one I actually wound up taking from How I Met Your Mother, in spite of having like five candidates on my list from How I Met Your Mother. Okay. It's Victoria. Victoria. Is Victoria. Victoria. Stella is on my outside looking in, just outside of the top ten. I thought about putting it. I, I want to give honorable mention to my fav- one of my favorite How I Met Your Mother quotes, period, from Stella before I get into my number one. Okay. Which is after she stood after she walked away from the altar and left it left out at the altar and all that stuff. Yep. Heartbreak, all that. There's yeah. the episode in which Stella shows up to Ted's apartment and asks her to help win what's his name back because he left her because of what Ted said to him. And uh, this is before he goes off, becomes a famous movie director, which is a whole funny side story from down the road. Mm-hmm. But they're sitting in the car together after they go to bail Barney out of jail because Barney had been trying to get out of a speeding ticket mm-hmm. throughout that whole episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, she tells the joke about, I got out of a speeding ticket once. And she explains, the police officer pulled me over, and I rolled down the window, and he goes, honey, I've been waiting for you all day. And she says, sorry, I got here as fast as I could. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, it's a funny joke. Yeah. And then she elaborates that you can't race to get there. You'll get there when you get there. And it, it really gives Ted a sense of, like, peace with the whole being left at the altar mm-hmm. and a lot of closure. You know, I once talked my way out of a speeding ticket. Really? I was heading upstate to my parents' house doing, like, 90 on this country road, and I got pulled over. So this cop gets out of his car. He kind of swaggers on over, and he's like, young lady, I have been waiting for you all day. So I looked up at him, and I said, I'm so sorry, officer. I got here as fast as I could. <laughs> for real? <laughs> no. It's an old joke. I know that you're tired of waiting, and you may have to wait a little while more, but she's on her way to... And she's getting here as fast as she can. And helps him realize that he can't force the love of his life to come along. I think that's what he was She's going to come... She always was doing up to that point. That was the whole series to that point, was him just trying to force Is it. she the one? Is she the one? Yeah, the just one? forcing like, everything. Cool this For, forcing all of it. And it's that moment that helps him realize, like, you can't. That's not how this game works. But that's Stella. She'll be here soon. That's Stella. She helps him realize that, which is why she almost made the top ten, but didn't. Didn't. Honorable mention. But number one. Number one. Victoria. Victoria. We're not going to kiss tonight. <laughs> I, if, if we kiss, all of this becomes real. You you might use too much tongue. I might not use enough, and then suddenly, poof, spell's broken. I will use exactly the right amount of tongue. <laughs> For so many reasons, their relation, the start of their relationship is so cute, so pure. The first breakup is devastating, as Ted almost throws it all away for fucking Robin. Um, Robin. Well, because she moves to Germany to get the to do the baking program, and he thinks she's gonna break up with him anyway, and blah blah blah. But yeah, almost throws it all away for Robin, and then does throw it all away for Robin. Yeah. And then years later, they get back together, mm-hmm. and it's the second stint of their relationship that put that catapults her to my number one. Okay. Because it's just it's it's kind of a message that we've talked about a couple times with a couple other exes here but she's the best radiant example to me of you can be so close in a million ways and you can be right there have all the right qualities that you're looking for in a person Mm -hmm. and have so many of the emotional check marks in place Mm -hmm. but deep down if you're not the one you're not the one and victoria was the one adjacent she was right there. She liked his goofy sense of humor. She shared his romantic sensibilities. Mm-hmm. They had the crazy meat cute. Like, it all kind of works. It's all there. But when it boils right down, Ted didn't love her like the one. You feel it throughout your body. In your hands. In your heart. In your stomach, in your skin, of course you feel it in your Schlagmachende, Jungen. Pardon my French. <laughs> Have you ever felt this way about someone? Yeah, I think so. You have to think about it. 
You have not felt it. And you're absolutely sure you'll find that someday? Of course. Everyone does eventually. You just never know when or where. And um, it's a devastating end during the, uh, the month of breakups on that season where you got basically all the main characters except for uh, Lily and Marshall breaking up with their significant others. Yeah. In a stretch of time where Barney's engagement to the stripper ends, that ends, uh, Robin's relationship with... Was he the newscaster guy? No, it wasn't Don, the other Newcaster guy. It was the guy that was, he had his own cooking show. I can't keep like, Robin's guys yeah. straight. Robin's guy, this was the Robin's guy that had, was a host of his own cooking show. Okay. And like, was like, wanted to ride on my bike. And she's like, oh yeah. And she's mm. like, they walk outside and she sees this like big ass motorcycle. She's like, oh yeah, mama like. Right. And he's like, no, I'm over here. And he's like on a moped that's like <laughs> fueled by like carrots or some weird shit like that. Like mm. I remember, but. It was like vegetable oil that fueled his moped, <laughs> which is dope, but not for Robin. Not for Robin. And, uh, yeah, uh, the Victoria relationship just, that was one of those rare ones where I was like, I know it's not going to be her, but I was cheering for her every time. Because mm-hmm. I just loved her. I just thought I just thought she was so captivating in that show. But, yeah, she just yeah. wasn't quite the one for Ted. Holding out. Holding out. All right. Yeah. Number one pick. Controversy. Not necessarily in the main cast, but here it is. Number one, Stefan from Family Matters. <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> Not Steven. Stefan. This is the most loophole loophole I've ever heard. It's technically not Steven. It's a different <laughs> character. Steven makes... <laughs> Urkel makes the machine. No, I'm going to give it to you. But makes the machine where he can be suave and cool and brings out all the cool aspects of himself and becomes a new character. And he becomes Stefan. And Laura, who've been ignoring Steve Urkel for the whole time, obviously <laughs> falls immediately in love with Stefan. <laughs> Changes the entire dynamic. And you can say this character only exists because Julia White was tired of playing a nerd and he wanted to show people that he wasn't just a nerdy ass dude. So he could just show up just being regular ass Jaleel, which is what Stefan is. He's walking around as Stefan for the rest of his life now. That's what who he actually is. He actually is Stefan. But he comes out, okay? Please, party on, party on. It's you! It's really you! Peace, baby. <laughs> Wake up, sweet bear. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shoot. We have some serious honeys in here. Oh, this party is the bomb. <laughs> Laura immediately loves him, so Steve Urkel was like, I gotta keep this machine going. So he keeps becoming Stefan, keeps becoming Stefan, so you can be with Laura, so you can be with Laura. And then after a while, he realizes, hey, I'm Steve Urkel, bro. I can't be <laughs> Stefan, even for you. And he's got Myra. And he's got Myra. Myra likes Steve. Yeah. She's intense. And know, Myra, in the classic, she's all that fashion, just like Urkel, mm-hmm. just gotta take off the glasses and give her a different hairstyle, and, and boom, boom, she's a fox. She's a fox. Like, oh, yeah, she's super hot underneath the glasses and hairstyle. And that, that lesson of self-acceptance, too powerful and none more powerful for me. 
then step up. So you could say that it's a love interest for Laura, and then she realizes that like you can't just have somebody who's seemingly perfect. You're gonna there's gonna be it's gonna be there's gonna be flaws. Gonna look at Doesn't he duplicate person. himself though? Wind up with a Safan and an Urkel? Isn't that how it ends? It's been a very there's, long. There's a lot. It gets more complicated. It's been a long time since I watched Family Matters. Yeah, it's but yeah. So he winds up basically making a clone in which there's a Safan so and an Urkel, Stephane, right? They can be an Urkel. It splits yeah, off. so that everybody gets what they want. Everybody technically gets what they want. Sure, but still, okay. I, I, that, that dynamic, at least, to start for me, is it's. I'm like it's I said, I'm gonna give it to you, but man, that is the, that is a bigger loophole than I thought anyone cast. was gonna land on today. Quite, yeah, not quite main cast. It's, different, it's a different character, different character who's not in the main cast. <laughs> sure, it is born through <laughs> a character who is, but still, we're getting all sci-fi about it. Then fuck. Man, I'm really glad we landed on your number one last over mine. Yeah. <laughs> That's a way better ending point for this list. That's outstanding. The Stefan loophole. Had a, had a pull it. Had a pull it. Had a pull it. Yeah. Yeah, so. If not for the fact that I don't want to actually spoil this moment for listeners, I'd want to title this episode The Stefan Loophole. <laughs> the Loophole. But I don't want to give anything away, so we won't. The Loophole. The yeah. Loophole. Oh, you yeah. can just call it The Loophole. It's called The Loophole. Because it's technically not actually a main character. Yeah, it's not a main character. It's a whole separate... Yeah, I'm, I'm someone Stefan I'm was a separate character played by Jaleel White. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I respect it's it. Better be into it. I just I didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. You really blindsided me on that one. So I'm gonna. So we finished the list. That's top ten. So let's go into uh, top ten most influential or just liked exes in sitcom the, history. Uh, there. The elevator pitch. Then. I'm surprised we had zero overlap. Yeah, I, I thought we might. I I thought we'd at least have like one. I yeah. thought for sure, like whether it was like between like Scrubs hmm. and How I Met Your Mother and Parks. I thought. One of uh, I thought we'd land on one no, same one, but no, no, no duplicates. Unplanned, by the way, folks. That oh, was yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't like filter didn't each other's list through each other. Beforehand. I only found out about Kylie about 10 minutes before we started recording, but other yep, than that, I knew that. none of the entries on his Why list. Open. I was holding that number one, too, for you. So, <laughs> I appreciate that. We got to put 60 seconds on the clock because it's time for the elevator pitch. Hmm. All right, let me get my timer out get here for you. Out, get the timer gonna, at the ready. You, and I'm trying to convince the audience to watch the show. And uh, for this one, it's going to be Casual. You can find it on Hulu. And, and go. All right, Casual on Hulu. It's like a modern uh, commentary on dating show. You have uh, uh, a brother and a sister, and they're like best friends. you know. And they're out trying to date people, and they have no idea how to do it. And it's a modern society with like the apps and such like that. But they're kind of closed off. And so they don't know how to really engage with it, so they keep looking for relationships that are, guess what, casual. But it ends up becoming far more complicated than that. Uh, the sister has a daughter, and she's going through the same thing too. So it's, it kind of becomes like a, the three of them and how they interact and how they grow as people through getting in and out of uh, you know strange situations and relationships. Very well written, very funny, uh, very earnest, uh, can be dry at times. But at the same time, uh, heartfelt, you know, it takes it to a place where it's deeply personal for the characters. And if you like it, if you watch it, you might get it. Boom. With one second to spare there. Finished with 59 seconds. Casual. Casual. On Hulu. On Hulu. Give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> I'm, in t- I'm curious. It's good. It's Color good. me curious, my It's friend. one of those, if you don't get it on the first episode, you know, pilot's strong enough. Yes, Fair but enough. That's the end of the pitch. I, I don't have any more seconds left. On the that's game. the whole pitch. Can't All right. Do it. 
I'm going to hand the clock over to you real quick uh, so you can time me up. Okay. Because uh, I, too, have a one-minute oh, okay. pitch here for you. Go for two. Uh, right, I'm going to pitch Brockmire to you folks, also from Hulu. All right. And go. go. So Brockmire is a show in which Hank Azaria plays a disgraced baseball announcer who lost his career in the majors due to a scandal I won't tell you about because it's hilarious, <laughs> and you'll find out in the pilot. Uh, the story is him commentating for a small-town baseball team owned by Amanda Pete okay. and trying okay. to find his way back to fame through doing the small town gig uh, because broadcast it's hilarious it's about his path through alcoholism his recovery from alcoholism at a point in time in the show there's a lot of really great stuff there's also a season that jumps forward into the future like 20 years and is possibly the most realistic dystopian future I've ever seen told in television or cinema like utterly nails what a horrifying future we're on our way to but it's all together quite hilarious. There's also a story about J.K. Simmons having an enormous penis in yeah. one of the seasons of the show that is very worth watching. Check it out, y'all. Brock Meyer on Hulu. All right. There it is. I knew I wanted to get to the J.K. Simmons has a giant dick for a, for a plot line as a way to advertise the show. I knew that much going in. Yeah, the rest was just kind of improv. But I'm like, I know I got to mention that. I know that. that that's going to get you the win. So, uh, it's a good end. Uh, man, really fun show. Brockmire. Good stuff. There's five seasons. I think it's completely over now. Okay. It was an, it was a uh, AMC comedy. Okay. One of those networks. But uh, yeah, now it's just all on Hulu. It's good stuff. How about that? How about that? We did it. Another we did it, man. We did it. B- book fun it. Out. Bag it. Tag it. Yeah. A lot of fun. Hanging out. Chatting it up about sitcoms. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, check out the five stars, give it to the old click. If you want to blast some little comments up in the comment section, do it. Helps the algorithm. Mm-hmm. We're all about feeding that sweet, sweet algorithm. We want to know. Good, bad, ugly. If you think we missed any impactful X's, let us know yeah. in the comments. Yeah. You think we've got uh, people ranked too high? Let us know in the comments. People rank too low? Do you think uh, um, Stefan should count or not? You know, let me know. Oh, yeah. The Stefan controversy. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Let us know all those things. Uh, This has been After the Laugh Track. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Check out another episode real soon. And uh, keep an eye on the feed for all things coming at you from Good Fun Media. Catch you later. Seriously and for realsies, like, thank you for listening to After the Laugh Track. It is so cool that you did so. We really appreciate it. We like to have fun, you know, good fun media, cutting it up. We're talking about all the different things we love in this world. Sports, Marvel fandom, sitcom fandom. I mean, more shows to come perhaps, but those three shows for now, that's a lot to chew on. D2B2 Sports, Morons of the Multiverse, and of course, this show that you just got done listening to, After the Laugh Track. Make sure to check us out every Thursday. Like, follow, subscribe, do all those things. And find us on Twitter at After the Laugh Track.